Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets If you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Everybody and welcome back to your favorite G.I. Joe podcast show. This is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and we are doing Christmas shows all I don't even know. How would you even call it, Chan? Like this has been completely derailed by our whack scheduling this month. Anyway, this is Knowing is Half the Podcast, and I am Race Decamus. I'm Robert Clark Chan. And we are joined not by TV's Gina Ippolito today. Uh, uh, I wish her the best of luck through some of this holiday uh, joy that we're all going through. So we have a very special guest lined up for a very special Christmas episode of this show. Ladies and gentlemen, you may know him from the Delvin Cox experience. Somehow this is Delvin Cox. (laughs) Thank you guys for having me on. Excited to be on. But then again, I saw what cartoon we were watching. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, okay, fair enough. Yeah, this was sort of a, a pull by me this time. You know, uh, normally we would let Gina pick all of the holiday joy, but today I decided I went online, I looked up a list, one of the weirdest specials, let's find something weird for Delvin, and I found this Casper's First Christmas from 1979, so it's just outside of our wheelhouse, but close enough to call it good. Hanna-Barbera presents Casper's First Christmas. Y'all, how familiar are you with Casper? I mean, I watched it growing up. Uh, I don't think it was this f- version of it. I'm pretty sure I was watching like uh, reruns of like the 60s uh, Casper, and I didn't sure. really care for it. So, you know, no. for whatever that's worth. I never cared for Casper. Casper was <laughs> one of the most depressing cartoon characters in history by far. Yes. Look, let's just address the elephant in the room right now. The existence of Casper, the friendly child ghost, yes. implies very, very heavily a child's death. Yes. Yeah. Very sure. much so. So let's just put that on the table. Uh, it's very upsetting to think about when you Look, think about this. 
this what, how old is he be like seven like he's not very old and he was taken in 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 the early stages of his life and everything about Casper is effing depressing. What are you saying that child labor wasn't the backbone of uh, the American economy for oh. uh, centuries? Well, wait, if he saying- died in the mine, I don't feel bad about it. Like you know, he died doing what I love, which is there you uh, go. E- getting energy for me. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Oh, all right. Well, I didn't realize that there was that undertone to it. Now I fully understand everything. <laughs> Unnecessary <laughs> sacrifice. A necessary sacrifice to make sure my PS5 is running on Christmas Day. For the good of the economy. Well, you know, a previous uh, politician once told us we should all be willing to die so our kids can have a better economy. So, there's a deal. I'm kind of for it now. Yeah, Wasn't that like a governor or something like that? I don't know. know, Who who, who could tell? Who could tell? You know, these politicians, they fly by night. No, no, I'm, I'm legitimate. I legitimately don't remember who said that. So I was just trying to remember. You know, uh, it might have been. I mean, who's the deal? Who can tell the difference between our established uh, public officials and the wackadoodles on TV telling us nonsense? Who indeed. can tell the difference, Robert Clark Chan? Mm, all the certainly same, not though. I. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It is all the same. So Casper died in a coal mine in West Virginia. Yeah, get it with black lung at the age of seven. Yeah. So that way yep. we could have electricity on Christmas Day. Yeah, once again, I'll take it. Yeah, I take, I take everything back. Not depressing. Because if Joe Manchin can't go back to his uh, dead constituents uh, and tell them that he's, you know, did something for them, then why would we want clean air or, you know, livable earth? Well, that's the best part about Joe Manchin is he lives on a, a houseboat yacht. So if, if, it, if you know, people come with the torches and pitchforks, all he's got to do is just roll on down the river. And I yeah, like to say, oh, maybe. good plan. Good plan. Yeah. Very you know? solid plan. I become a Joe Manchin fan overnight when I found out he lives on a boat. Can I just tell you right now? I'm probably supposed to be outraged that he lives on like a, a just less than million dollar yacht. But I'll be honest, I kind of like it. Me wanting to uh, live on a remote tropical island someday. Uh, I, I kind of get it. I get it, he, Joe. He's a monster, but he no dummy. Thank you. I will you. say this. Usually super villains or cops live on boats. Think about it. Ooh. And oh. you know the The... The Venn diagram of those two really, really much closer than you would think. <laughs> much closer yeah, to a circle. Not a lot of daylight in that one. <laughs> Basically, it's just RoboCop. You know, that's the one. That's the one little sliver. Yeah, <laughs> that's all we get. Oh my goodness! So yeah, Casper's first Christmas. I don't have a ton of experience with Casper. Look, he was around, but obviously he was predates. I think all of our cartoon watching time by just a slight amount. Yeah, you know, when we started watching, there was definitely Yogi Bear and the rest of the crew that was in this. We'll get into in a sec, but yeah, Casper was not like he was just around. You know, he just I wasn't. Do not, I do not remember him having a series around this time, although he very well could have. And I, you know, I, I was too young to like know cartoons in and out, but like I, I don't ever remember watching it. Yeah, I. He, I, I, I can say for, he definitely had a series. I'm going to look this up really yeah, quick. I'm almost certain he did. I think he had one in the. Late 80s with Wendy, the witch, I want to say. Mm, the early 80s. I, early I 80s, there, I there, were, there were comic books. I don't know uh, what uh, they were doing on TV. God damn it, Delvin. Why didn't you do your research? Yeah, Delvin, we, we kind of rely on you to tell us what's going on in the show that we run. I do remember like, he did have a 90s movie with multiple well, 90s yeah. movies. No, with yes, Christina Ricci. Yeah, we all and know Bill that. Pullman with the president of the United States, Bill Pullman. Now, <laughs> according to this right here, <laughs> okay, 
Uh, Casper the Friendly Ghost. There's been a lot of Casper adjacent stuff, but it's a lot of like straight to video, like video specials. Mm -hmm. Um, But there was a Casper and the Angels 1979 TV series that lasted. What is that trash? Hold on. I got to know who the Angels are. The Uh, Angels. I believe those are the Victoria's Secret Angels. Yeah. Yeah. I'm I'm for that. Uh, 13 episodes. Oh, here it is right here. Friendly Spook Casper. Well, that's unfortunate. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> Casper, the friendly ghost, is a guardian ghost to two female space police officers okay. named Minnie and Maxie. The woman is named Maxie. I assume her last name is Pad. Pad, it's got to be. Uh, who patrol the Jetson-style space city on their flying motorcycles in the year 2179. The fuck? That exists. Uh, the original Casper cartoon was from 1945, so probably not off with that uh, black lung uh, <laughs> mining yep. situation, to be They're honest with you. fellow officers, Nerdly and Fungo, a pair of bumbling... No, hold on, 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 hold on. I'm sorry. The officers' name are Nerdly and Fungo? Yep. This was 1979. God bless America. I mean, who who would have thought, you know... That the uh, the happy days adjacent names uh, Laverne and Shirley that those would be the good ones. <laughs> we could have had Flotsam and Jetsam and uh, Fungo and Nerdly walking around, you know. <laughs> Learning today, and this is what I'm excited about: the original Casper the Ghost, according to IMDb, is from 1945, and it was a real like you know, look, 1945, you weren't getting the best cartoons. All the best cartoonists were overseas fighting the Nazis, <laughs> yes. leaving. Only people who wanted dead children. Like this is this is how they entertained themselves back home as the war was ending. Look, they don't want to have the difficult conversations with their children, so they're like, "Let's put this whole concept of mortality into our media. Let uh-huh. uh, the cartoons handle the situation. They'll come home and understand that uh, life ends, and Daddy may not be coming home again." You know. Yeah, the message I got is like, "Daddy might be coming home, but you might not be there to see him." <laughs> <laughs> which you is kind of even it. more upsetting i mean holy crap anyway yeah casper is just such a terrible idea but it's it's still in our lexicon like you said they made a 19 what 95 movie they have made several uh straight to video cartoon specials since then like more than i was comfortable seeing on imtb quite frankly mm-hmm. <laughs> and and here we are man casper so this special right here hold on i just yes. need to uh, do a quick break in uh, for our crossover series and go back to, for a brief moment, we're going to go into my three dads territory because you, Delvin, are also a father. Oh, that's yes, true. Yeah. So we can do this. Um, it still works. I just got a text message uh, from my partner that uh, our child has escaped his room. Oh, uh, no. He used to put on one of those doorknob jobbies where like the kid can't open the door because the doorknob is you know those are around it genius uh super hella useful uh and he's been good with that so we finally like took it off um and he's been uh uh he's been sneaking out a little bit but we sort of like give him some slack you know like eventually he'll learn responsibility uh but this time he was fully out and uh so they put the uh the cage back on the doorknob <laughs> oh, no. this is what he said Quote, if you put that back on, I'll never wake up again. Oh, so, oh my God. Here's the thing. Wow. If he does like have some weird, like, like a, uh, 
it turns out he has like a tear in his heart or something and it like dies tonight we're gonna feel real bad just <laughs> super super bad like more than the well, death of a child bad casper obviously i was gonna say you'll get your very own casper so you do have a there is like a a, a silver lining to this situation is there a <laughs> silver lining to it because i watched this episode i don't know if you watched this episode <laughs> i did there's no there's no silver lining here no casper's depressing utterly depressing yeah casper is like what would happen if a dickensian urchin could never leave your house like it's really really sad we got to talk about how needy this little kid is too like he's I mean, needy whew. yeah like he, so well we open the show look, we open because we know how depressing casper is as hannah barbera if we're putting ourselves in their shoes like okay somehow they greenlit a casper christmas special we know he's terrible how do we salvage this? I know. Let's just get every character from the Hanna-Barbera universe and have them singing a driving song about Christmas to start the show. And and this is what's great. So you get, like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lay it out for the people at home. You get a whole, like, chitty-chitty bang-bang car. And it's full. And also, it's snowing. This is, this is clearly up in, like, the Yukon or Northwest Territories of Canada. I'm very unclear, but it is very frigid and very desolate in this area. They're driving through it with no roof to their car, uh, barely a windshield, quite honestly. Uh, you know, no no windows otherwise of any kind whatsoever in the driving snow. But they're, you know, they must have some very tight uh, heating in this car because they're not seeming to show the after effects. But we get Yogi and Boo Boo, excellent. We yep. get Huckleberry Hound, great. Mm -hmm. We get Snagglepuss, great. Mm -hmm. We get Quick Draw McGraw, mm -hmm. excellent. And then we get these two dogs who I know I've seen before, but I still, to the I watched this whole thing, could not tell you their names. Delvin and Chan, I'll ask you, did you look it up, and did you remember who these characters were? Uh, I remember the characters. The kid's name gets mentioned once, and... Uh, Is it I, Nerdly? Uh, no. <laughs> and, and Chungo? What was... And Funko? Is it Funko Fun Pop? Yeah, I think um, that's what it is. Oh boy, uh see uh father, son, dog, Hanna Barbera. Please look at this like, up, Delvin. Did you pick like, up any of this? Do you remember these people? I remember this cartoon show that they were in, and I also remember it was terrible. <laughs> I can't okay, remember what I think like father, dog, it, doggy or something like that. Something Augie weird. doggy and doggy daddy. Yes, there you go. That's, I'm sorry, Augie Doggy and Doggy Daddy. I they said Augie Doggy once, and it's possible they said Doggy Daddy multiple times, but I didn't pick up that that was the dog's name. They because, did. for example, all three of us are fathers. All yep. three of us also have names that aren't uh, human <laughs> I daddy. I don't. That's all they call me around the house. I just wake <laughs> up in the morning. They say, human daddy, can you change the cat box? That's all I get. <laughs> That um, I mean, that's concerning because that then means that there is a non-human daddy out there uh, that they interact with on a regular basis that they need to know the difference. Chan, yes. for the record, there are many animated characters who live in my house. You've been here before. This is not news. I, wow, I was not aware that those uh, uh, were permanent residents. Thought they were just guests. You know what? That's my fault. I should have introduced them because they, they know they're two dimensional, so they don't take up a lot of space. Yeah. So they're yeah, yeah. easily stashed in a closet at night. Yep. Um, you know, I did actually. I just looked up Doggy Daddy on Google. And <laughs> oh, did you? Did you oh, turn dear. on your safe search? You should have done that first. Safe search yeah. is off. Uh, I'm at home, not at work. Um, <laughs> it turns out a Doggy Daddy from this cartoon is not 
the first 10 things that came up, weirdly enough. <laughs> uh, it's interesting. That's just, oh. that's just solely. <laughs> oh, dear. Concerning. Well, that's our show. Uh, no. <laughs> um, so we got Yogi and Yogi and the crew, and they're singing this wonderful song. Chan, you know, if there's a song, I want to hear a part of oh, it. God. Can you? Oh, yeah, I know you're going to get mad about it too. That's what, mostly why I want to hear it. I mean, Can here's hear the thing, it? though. It's a uh, uh, it's not a bad song. This it's, is not a bad Christmas song. I'm kind of surprised this one didn't stick around. I will yeah, say, well, this, I mean, there's a very disturbing moment in this song that just took me aback. Oh, okay. Maybe I missed it. But let's hear it. And then, Delvin, you pop in uh, after we hear a little bit. You better bundle up. It's starting to snow again. See you Well, that's a great song. It's uh, if, I was at, if I was at Radio City Music Hall uh, uh, watching a Christmas Spectacular and that came on, I'd be like, yeah, completely in place. But that's Delvin... What's the crazy thing that happened? I, I don't have anything written down for that. So either I missed it or it didn't hit me as good as it hit you. There is a scene in this where Boo Boo just deep throats a candy cane. I'm just okay. Great, great okay, you know what? I should have made a note for that. Yeah, that's okay. Okay. Delvin, talk about that. Take me somewhere with this because that's that was, you're right. Okay, for the record, here's the deal. Uh, Boo Boo, we all know Boo Boo from Yogi and Boo Boo, has a full-on gigantic-sized candy cane. He shoves the whole thing deep in the back of his throat, pulls it out. All the striping is gone, and now the striping is on his tongue. Very um, disturbing. <laughs> um, I mean, that's some Requiem for a Dream shit right there. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I mean, so his his tongue is like Silly Putty. This is totally normal as far as I'm concerned. I mean, your, your house guests seem to do the same thing. I don't we don't talk about that, Chan. Uh, that we're was, doing it now. We're doing was, it now. That was in confidence, and you were not supposed to bring it up, uh, Delvin. No. You didn't know. It's okay. No the 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 pact of podcasting is if it happens <laughs> in your life, it's fair game for the radio. I mean, here's the deal. Since when have we ever not talked about something? <laughs> like what? remember that one that one time Gina asked us not to talk about the horde of 24 year olds in her basement <laughs> and then the first thing i said was hey gina tell me about that horde of 24 year olds in your basement <laughs> and she got very mad at me i will say that uh <laughs> i i we oh, were no. talking about something on the show a couple weeks ago and i was going to say something very off color and oh I, yes. and here's the thing is that I managed to rein it in before it came out of my mouth, which honestly is a very hard thing to do when you're doing a podcast. Uh, but I couldn't contain <laughs> it to the point where I had to uh, DM you afterwards and be yeah. like, this is what I did not say, but I really wanted <laughs> to say, but I recognize it is a heartless monster is the only person that would say something like that. And so I said, I, I kept it like to myself. We're not going to say what that thing was, but Chan, I'm <laughs> proud never, of never. you. You've displayed growth. You were corrected <laughs> not saying it, but also it was goddamn hilarious. See, that's the problem. That's the problem. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah. You know how hard it is to like work in an office now with like regular people oh, and then regular. not being able to just spout whatever goddamn nonsense I'm thinking at every moment. Like, <laughs> you know, when I when I worked at some of these other games where the entire office was batshit crazy, full of crazy people and like 22 year olds. And it's like, you, know, you just say whatever you want. Like nobody cares. You know, it's just bizarre and everybody's weird. But here I am in a smaller business, smaller company. With, uh, with 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 very upstanding, very fine people, and I can't just talk about ovipositors whenever I want to. And it's <laughs> it's turns out to be this time of year a lot. Well, naturally, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's it's the thing where like um, I'm I'm realizing that uh, I would like to live in a nice house uh, instead sure. of like a shithole, uh, <laughs> and realizing how many years I've spent. Like uh, justifying why I'm living in a shithole. I get it. <laughs> and just be like, oh, wait, no, I, I could uh, like have a nice bed that doesn't fuck up my back. I could live someplace and turn on the heat sometimes when it's cold. Um, and it's it's real hard to make that transition in your head. That's right. Delvin, uh, uh, have you experienced the joy of selling out and uh, living well? Oh, of course. Without a question. Like, it is a it is an amazing feeling. Like when you actually get a bed that actually feels good and doesn't feel like you're in prison, mm-hmm. it's a great feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. What this is, is worth it. You don't have a bed that's just got one metal bar that just drives into your spine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know that one. Yeah, we we have a California king now because I am a gigantic monster, and that's the largest they would sell me without getting it special ordered and no. flown in by helicopter to our house. <laughs> and uh, uh, I'll be honest, I like it. <laughs> There's yeah. Look, we've changed in the last like six years of knowing us half the podcast, where all of us were six years ago oh, to boy. where all of us are now is oh. quite frankly night and day. Uh, we've all, for the most part, um, elevated our game from being just a pile of the pores to sellouts with a little bit of money. <laughs> that, that works for me. I'm the same. I've elevated myself enough where I can have arcade cabinets in my house. And I'm like, no, See, I'm proud. You're, 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 oh. Delvin, you're one step further than I am. Uh, or, yeah. or at least where I would be. I think if I, uh, uh, if that was a thing, I thought I could get away with. This is, this is the problem. Like, like, do I have enough money to have an arcade cabinet in my house? Yes, I could afford, you know, like a, a reasonably priced Street Fighter 2, put it in a corner somewhere. Oh, man. Uh, would that end uh, in divorce? 100%. Yeah. No question. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it 100% and- did for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, see, Delvin. Delvin is a object uh, lesson, sir. Yeah. A good cautionary tale in arcade <laughs> cabinets. The thing is, though, my understanding is arcade cabinets are like tattoos. You get one, you just want like five more immediately, right? Oh, this yeah. is very true. Very accurate. I started off with the Street Fighter Two arcade cabinet. There you go. Then immediately got the Marvel Superheroes one. Oh, oh. my God. And then I got this year for Christmas, a gift for me was the, the Dragon's Lair one. That's my favorite oh. one, and I'm so bad at that game, but oh, I love it boy. so much. Yes, so good. Oh, <laughs> You're going to get that Ninja Turtles cabinet next. I already know it. Yes, I am. <laughs> Don't tell me you're not. I, I wouldn't believe you because uh, that's the best right there. Okay, so here's the deal. Yogi and the crew are headed to the lodge, whatever that is. I assume I assume it's uh, it either involves being a Freemason or it involves some sort of Southern racist organization, like a country club of some kind. I uh, it's it's snow. It's snow, though, so it wouldn't be in the South, would it? Lodges play a big part in uh, cartoons of this era, I feel like. 
Yes. Um, there was a lot of, uh, and uh, I, I was talking about it like IRL a little while ago about how lodges and like that sort of Rotarian club and like loyal order of moose and stuff like oh, that. Yeah, yeah, The Fred and Barney stuff. Yeah. Like sort of a, um, like a dude socialization, uh, 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 thing along the lines of a church. Like some people go to church because that's their social life and they sure. meet people to hang out and do stuff. And, uh, uh, like these Rotarian lodges were like, the the secular version of that uh where now, people would this, like to hang out is this like from an era where like women were first starting to enter the workplace and then like the the, the you know the the voting rights and the the acceptance you know with the, with all of that uh and not to mention quite frankly the civil rights movement where all of a sudden like middle class white people felt threatened um and they didn't have fox news to watch eight hours a day so instead they just went to these weird lodges and just said horrible things to each other is this that sounds accurate they still do that now they're called rallies i think they started they started in the early 20th century as insurance uh uh groupings like a bunch of people got together so that they could afford to buy insurance for themselves Oh, uh, medical insurance. Oh. And then it sort of evolved into like, yeah, like a totally men's only kind of, you know, a human. As, as everything will, if you leave it alone for long enough, long enough, <laughs> it will eventually become, I mean, look, look at the internet for God's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. <laughs> I'm just saying, look, uh, I'll get myself in trouble. Okay. So, uh, <laughs> cut back over to, uh, so they're, they're on their way to a lodge. That's where we're at. We cut mm. over to Casper and he lives in this very depressing mansion in the middle of the woods. Now, I don't know who builds a mansion in the middle of woods. Um, Drug dealers. But, uh, yeah. it's gonna, oh, you know what? It's some breaking bad shit. Okay. Uh, well, it's going to get torn down because obviously in this reality, Walter White blew himself up. Yes. <laughs> and, and, you know, so, they've got to tear down that mansion in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. Put up a, a important or something. I don't know. A Walmart. Yeah, that's a great point, Chan. What was going to go here that needed that needed work on Christmas Day? Like what? What? There's no freeway. There's no road. Nothing there. There's nothing here at all for miles. Why does this? Why is it so urgent? This house needs to be torn down. So, no, purely out of spite. Whatever the oh, reason, uh, whoever did that, it's it was like a like you. Uh, killed my my father, and now I'm going to get back at your entire legacy. I'm going to burn it to the ground and like destroy the record so no one knows you even existed. Oh man, you know I got one word. It was Skyler. It was clearly Skyler. She yeah, okay. was very angry about some things. Yeah, no. She got a bum rap. I'll say mm-hmm. it. <laughs> she did nothing wrong that entire show, and everyone hated her. It's so it's so upsetting. <laughs> I'm laughing about it because it's just so wrong. It was so, it was people. What's wrong with you? You're sending death threats to the actress of Skylar, literally the victim yeah. of this entire show. That, and that I love show this took a, a weird turn at the end where the whole Walter White trying to abuse his wife thing happened. And people were like, ah, that's not too bad. It took like, <laughs> like what, are we, what are we doing here? He is <laughs> the bad guy. <laughs> You know what? Maybe that's the moment that Trump got elected. Maybe that was it. <laughs> Collectively, as a group, we were like, "That's fine." Yeah. <laughs> oh, we would have had no. it too good for too long. 
Oh, no. Okay, so he, uh, Casper, he's going to hang a stocking. He's going to write a letter to Santa. Uh, Harry is a very angry ghost. His name is Harry Scary. Um, they are they are just squatting in this house. They do have squatters' rights, but I obviously mean, as ghosts, they don't have legal standing, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah. I, I felt like I wanted to give them uh, the number to uh, some uh, tenants' rights lawyers I know, but, like, you know, who's going to... Who's going to take that pro bono case? That, that's that's a tough one because uh, property rights tend to go away when you die. That yeah. tends to be mm-hmm. how the law works in this country. Yes. Um, Maybe Jack uh, and Charles will take it. There you well, go. Yeah, yeah. Sold. Um, I feel like uh, non-corporeal entities probably don't get a lot of that. But uh, uh, if you're an animated skeleton, uh, they will yeah. take your pro bono case. You know what? And that's... Um, what? Pro bono. <laughs> No, I I, uh, I started to make a gag, and I realized you already had it covered. I I appreciate that gag too. (laughs) Hold on, I'm going to work on a U2 one. Uh, I'll get I'll get it to you by the end of the show. Let's just keep going. Check back in with you on that periodically. (laughs) Uh, We'll say it was weird when he was writing the uh, the letter. He was like, "Dear Santa, I," and I was like, "Wait, is this?" Did they, did they fuck up the audio here? Is that Are we supposed to know that? Are we not supposed to know that? Why don't you just say, Dear Santa, and then just have him write. Don't have him go, because it sounds like something's wrong. No, if there isn't sound coming out of Casper 24-7, immediately all the kids will turn it off. They'll just be like, he's not talking anymore. I'm out. Um, Casper looked very upset. Casper sounds like a child with no teeth, which I yes. guess being a ghost, he has no teeth. But everything about this portrayal, could we, Shane, oh. can we just get a little bit of Casper talking? I, just, I don't remember him being this effing weird uh, and, and creepy sounding uh, when, I was, when I was a kid. Polly, I wonder if Santa Claus ever comes to old houses like this one with no decorations or anything. He's like if that uh, My Two Front Teeth Christmas song kid <laughs> died and, and, and here he is for eternity. I mean, I think it's safe to say that um, uh, he had all of his teeth pulled out to be oh, used God. as false teeth oh, and no. told, you know, before he died. It oh, may have been no. a result of it, uh, uh, maybe the cause of his death. I'm not entirely sure, but definitely to, like, pay some of his mother's bills, uh, he would have done that. I'll be straight up. He's remarkably chill for somebody who that happened to. <laughs> I mean, he's I been think- dead for hundreds of years. Yes. I don't think I could have gotten over it. I'll be honest with you. I'm haunting some fucks. That's all I'm trying to say. <laughs> uh, like, Delvin, you uh, apparently know everything there is to know about the uh, Casper movie. Yes, did they establish uh, if uh, who he was in life? <laughs> no, they didn't. They just he was just a dead kid. <laughs> dead kid. It's uh, they wouldn't really focus heavily on the he had all his teeth pulled out and died from blood loss angle. <laughs> it's strange they wouldn't go that direction in this Christina Ricci Bill Pullman vehicle. Uh, also, an opportunity missed. The, the movie was a lot more chipper and happier than this Casper. This Casper's kind of like utterly depressing. Like if he wasn't dead already, he'd probably hang himself again. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I got that, that vibe. <laughs> I mean, I, I got for the house to just fall over at a certain point. <laughs> Save us all. Okay, so Casper wants Santa to come over. Why? Because he's the spirit of giving. That's a hook. I appreciated that hook. Yeah. Um, because nobody gives ghosts anything. So now they have their own like spirit of St. Nicholas to do it. So uh, they're going to go off for some reason now. 
now that we know the spirit of Christmas exists, Harry gets like all, all a bee in his bonnet to leave the house and go find a new house in this desolate wasteland. Uh, so mm-hmm. they take off from the house to find another house where there are no houses. He did say something about uh, uh, going house hunting, and I feel like that was uh, a, a an actual joke, a pun, because they are hunting for a house. Oh, house, house hunting. haunting. Yes, but also haunting, haunting and oh, hunting boy. for a haunt. So if oh, that was boy. intentional, good on you, writers. If it wasn't, go fuck yourself. <laughs> I'll be honest, I want to say that was intentional. That feels like the kind of wordplay I would dream of from a show like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll give, I'll give him full credit even if it's not deserved. Let him uh, have that's it. Fine. But also, like, the stakes really aren't there anymore. If we find out that their house is destroyed and they can just literally just leave and just get a new house. Well, apparently there are no other suitable houses, so I don't know. Maybe they'll discorporate I mean, if they don't they, have... Uh... They didn't look that hard, though, did they? They sort of just, like, wandered the snow a little bit and then just came home. <laughs> I can't speak to that. I suppose there there might be uh, some additional information, uh, a deleted scene in the DVD. The you know what, probably. Of Casper's First Christmas that explains what exactly they did. Wait, Del- Delvin, help me out here. Bad house in ghost- Ghosts, ghosts don't eat. Find <laughs> they don't sleep. They don't need to drink. They don't have physical needs. You could just wander till you find a house. Yeah, you could. That's no fun. <laughs> just I mean, wander in a, 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 a desolate wasteland, essentially, where they lived at, <laughs> with mm-hmm. no one to scare. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of no fun, Casper the Friendly Ghost. Okay, so... <laughs> G.I. Joe will return after these messages. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. It's Talking Casper. He really talks. Star of the new movie. Yes. Boom. You're not the only ghost. It's the ghostly trio. <laughs> Big fleshy deal. Fatso, Stretch, and Stinky. You guys are gross. <laughs> Thank you. 
Talking Casper and the Ghostly Trio with ghostly glow eyes. Frightfully fun. Eat sold separately. Now, back to G.I. Joe. Okay, Yogi and his crew are now on the way to the lodge still, and they 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 clearly missed the, the, the turn. They have a whole conversation about it and say, ah, F it, there's a house right there. Let's just break into this house, and let's sure. just set up Christmas here. Fuck these people. <laughs> Who hasn't just broken into random houses and set up Christmas Look, there? We've all been 22 at a certain point where you break okay. into somebody's house with a posse and celebrate Christmas. We've all been there. I'm just saying... I'm just saying that Goldilocks busts into the three bears house uh-huh. all the time and bears just put up with it. Yeah. Uh, this is in my mind, uh, uh, Ursine reparations. Like <laughs> they, they're like, they was... are allowed to just burst into any white person's house. They want to. I and wasn't ready for that. <laughs> and you know, you know I'm on this side now. You can fix me. Thank you know, you. I, I actually have been on the ghost side this entire time. I do look, bringing Christmas cheer to an otherwise dreary house is great. It's fun. On paper, that's very delightful. But if it's not your house, it becomes very upsetting very, very quickly. Uh, to, be I, cold. <laughs> to be fair, there is a huge ass condemned sign on it. And there's a bulldozer right outside. So it's going to get destroyed anyway. So like. Yeah, I, I could definitely see, you know, putting a rave there, you know, handing out flyers oh, okay. and getting uh, an e-dealer on the scene so that you can, you know, make so a little scratch. We, yeah. we, we would have come back like 15 minutes later. Boo-Boo's got glow sticks is what you're saying. Yes. 100%. If anybody would have glow sticks, it would have been Boo-Boo. Yeah. <laughs> you know Boo-Boo's the one rocking the glow stick. It ain't that father-son Oompa Loompa, whatever the hell his name was. I'm doggy, just not. Doggy and Doggy Daddy. Doggy Dad. Oh, shit. Okay, that's just a uh, Siri. No, thank you. Siri, okay, a little, a little bit, Siri, a little you bit. You want a doggy style? Call an <laughs> escort service now. Um, well, they're on the way. Okay, well, we're got a limited amount of time. How dare <laughs> you? No refunds. I gotta, I gotta do what I gotta do. How dare? Well, you know they're gonna, they're gonna do some light cleaning and maybe some painting. You know, it's the Christmas season. You don't want to. Uh, anyway, ho ho ho. Um, so, can we hear the decorate song, Chan? I want every song. They sing a jolly song of decorating, not as good as the intro song. I'll say it, not as good, but still somewhat delightful. Everybody's trimming the Christmas tree with lights and glow and mistletoe. Colored balls tied with a bow and cookie dough and ginger dough for me and me. So this is where. Yes, go yeah. ahead, Chan. Sorry. It feels very much like a, a standard Christmas special music song. It's upbeat. You know, it's, it's got Christmas references. There's a montage of them cleaning like you want in your Christmas special. And they Who have a dance want... number. They have a dance number, Chan. They're actually doing like a kick line or something at some point. It's great. <laughs> yeah. It's solid. You know, if you just take Casper out of the special, it's delightful. <laughs> <laughs> That's a solid point. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> then it's just a bunch of animals ransacking a house. Yeah, it's still, it's still good. You know, like we don't watch the Puppy Bowl every year. What are we talking about right now? <laughs> now, the question I have to ask, and they do a very loose roundabout way of trying to explain this away. Where did all this shit come from in this dilapidated house? 
I appreciate they uncovered a couple pieces of furniture, but then they start finding things like a new axe to cut down a tree and, and like full, full pots and, uh, uh, you know, and the power was still on. The power was still on. Thank you. I didn't even think about that. Delvin, the power is still somehow on who's paying for this. And they find an entire set of Christmas decorations and ornaments. Uh, and I, I just, what, what is happening? What, what, these are the luckiest characters ever. I really thought for a moment they and all the food. They brought all you wouldn't if they were going to a lodge, no, they no. wouldn't bring this much food with them. No, no, no. They went to an Albertsons for that. Because okay. they came in later with like a huge uh with bags of food in grocery sacks. I so, like that you went with Albertsons, like those even exist anymore. <laughs> they do. I guess not here. Was, there's two here. Uh, you know, yeah. in 1979, though, I bet Albertsons were everywhere. So you're probably right. Piggly Wiggly. In other, it's regional. Piggly um, Wiggly. That's I fair. actually, I looked this up and because, I don't know, I saw a thing that said like Albertsons has been around for like 150 years or something like that. And I looked wow. up and, and like there was a, um, yeah, like Albertsons is, uh, was like a little chain that started in a small area and then grew up big. And then yeah. eventually, because Kroger owns like, I don't know, like a dozen different chains that Correct. used to be all teeny tiny chains. Yeah, they, Kroger owns everything. Um, I don't know about Piggly Wiggly, but yeah, they own they own all the they own they own like every grocery chain that like I go to now. Like they yeah. own the Ralphs and the Food for Less and all these. Yeah, you know, are all they all have the same products for one reason, mm-hmm. um, and it does make yep. sense that even in the most desolate you know uh, food desert you could possibly find. There's still going to be a little Albertsons in there somewhere. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. That's, here's the deal. I wasn't on board, but now I am. That holds up. <laughs> um, so uh, we have a moment. What is a fun little vaudeville moment? We're going to go to the basement. And they say, hey, go to the basement. And I think it's like uh, uh, one of them, you know, Snagglepuss or something. It's just like, a, how about you, we? I'm not going alone. And they're like, well, let's all go together. And then they count it down. And I'm like, you know what? Yeah. Yeah. If you were in a horror movie, you three would survive. <laughs> <laughs> um, safety in numbers, they go a point to say. And uh, this is where Casper introduces himself to Boo Boo. I felt like this was sort of out of left field because when last we left, they both, the ghosts agreed, we're not going to get involved with them. And then like one scene later, Casper's all just like, put her there. High five. Let's I mean, do this thing. Fair, uh, uh, Harry was just being a real dick about it. He was and, being a um, dick. And Casper was like, I would like to be their friend. That's where they left it. So, you know, the, he didn't expl- he did not, in fact, say that he was not going to get involved. You know, a great screenwriter once said, tell, don't show. <laughs> and I want you to tell me what you're going to do before you do it. Also, this here. Find the kitchen, dear old dad. Mm, you know, see if there's an icebox for our refreshments the way he pauses okay. for refreshments Thank says you. to me i don't know is that weed is that just like this is like drug is it ecstasy are they looking for an icebox for the ecstasy i'm glad you said that if you have to say I, yes i got it like like a, a jug of uh, uh hard liquor i felt like it was very much some uh, old crow uh i felt oh, wow. like it, Definitely, definitely some uh, a 175, a fireball. I'm going to say that uh, right off the top. Uh, how about Guaranteed a in this weather. Sailor yep. Jerry's 45% oh, uh, oh, alcohol. Oh, g- give me some Sailor Jerry. Look, you might think you like Captain Morgan. You just ain't <laughs> never had Sailor Jerry's. <laughs> Sailor Jerry's when you're more broke. <laughs> that's, 
I've, I've puked sailor cherries more times mm. than I can think about. Look, Chan, you're bringing back a wave of memories. Delvin, Merry what's, Christmas. What's your favorite poor person liquor? Um, see, I went back in the day because I'm not a drinker. When I used to, okay, fair. I used to go to clubs. They used to make you buy alcohol. So I would always buy the cheapest thing. It was always, because I'm in Miami, Corona. Corona. Mm-hmm. So no wonder you like the Fast and Furious movies. Yes, exactly. <laughs> An unsponsored Corona deal that made them literal billions of dollars, I'm pretty sure. Um, okay. So, <laughs> that's a good story, though. Uh, so they end up, Casper is saying, hi, great. Uh, Boo Boo wants to be scared, but they're all just like, grow the fuck up. And so he doesn't. He doesn't. <laughs> Scared there to say they want to be friends, but Harry Scary goes to the oh, basement. To mention it, the other weird thing about this, Boo Boo's scared at first. Then yep. Yogi says, oh, he's not a ghost. He's just the boy in a costume. Oh, that While was Casper's weird. flying around. Yes. <laughs> Why is literally not to fly? <laughs> Look, I know hoverboards haven't been invented yet. Um, <laughs> they haven't even appeared on screen for six more years in Back to the Future. So I would say for the record... You should know better, Yogi. This is some flimsy <laughs> goddamn plot. Uh-uh. Delvin, that's an excellent point. How many seasons did it take before Scully, who every goddamn okay. episode of their 24 okay. seasons, uh, 24 episode series, uh, uh, disbelieved and like, I don't believe in, in monsters. Here's a monster. Brah, next week. I still don't believe in monsters. Brah, here's another monster. It was, it, they made it a hundred episodes before he was like, you know what? Maybe, maybe something does exist out there. Chan, maybe. there are, there are people in Dallas right now convinced JFK Jr. is going to come back from the dead. And yeah. now they're drinking, now they're drinking Kool-Aid uh, uh, packets full of bleach. So when you say something like that, if you truly, truly at your core need something to be true, you will find a way to make it true, regardless <laughs> of the truth that is put in front of you. You know what and, I'm saying? Yes. And for reals, Yogi needs that shit. Yogi you, does. You got your relentless positivity guy there. Like, they cannot, if, if they register for even a moment that something's out of place, they snap like a goddamn twig. Yeah. I, you don't want to see Yogi when he, like, you know, that snap happens Ooh. because literal, literal uh, necks will break. Mm-hmm. Yes. You're not good. It's not a good, it's not a good bit. Um, <laughs> so Harry Scary scares the dog. It's kind of an amazing gaslighting. A lot of gaslighting in this is one thing that I wrote down because um, the, the, the kid dog gets, uh, no, the, the adult gets scared. Or, so one of, I don't give a fuck. One of them gets, gets scared, runs out of the room, and the uh, Harry gets replaced with Casper, and the other one's like, yo, it's just Casper. Come on back. And so right, the dad's right, right. like, just meet Casper. And then it's yeah. like, totally fine. And we're cool. And they do this like a couple of times where they're just basically like the person who just saw a monster ghost. Now, uh, uh, very clearly. And they saw it. They they recognized they saw it. They ran from the room in terror because mm-hmm. that's what would happen. Yeah. Um, and then the other person does not see what they see, convinces them you didn't actually see that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is the original. I mean, I have to imagine the reason why there's still power is because it's all gaslight. I mean, he's like, like, yeah, the and it was a solid gag. A uh, big, huge ghost. Uh, Doggy Daddy runs out of the room. Um, you know, drag somebody in there. Uh, uh, Harry has left. Casper's there. He's like, oh, it's just a little ghost. Okay, that's fine. But like, they're ghosts. So like, uh, big or small, 
there's still proof of the afterlife and and uh, a horrible uh, um, torturous experience for some uh, souls to just get left behind. So yeah. it doesn't big or small. It didn't matter. Your brain is still fucked up. So it, it is. You know. But I mean, like you could, if you had to, if push came to shove, you could kick Casper's ass. You know, come on, let's keep I it mean, real. I well, I would I would swing my foot at his ass, and it would go through it because yeah. non corporeal. That'd be pretty terrifying. Yeah. All right, I take it all back. Chance right. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to get ectoplasm on my new kicks. So, um, and, and can you give me a bit? Because we we cut now to the basement where the three amigos are uh, collecting firewood. Huckleberry Hound does a wonderful bit where he divvies out all the firewood to the other two and says, "Oh, none left for me to carry." Smart Dicks. man. <laughs> <laughs> I loved him. Uh, uh, there's a so uh, there's a moment where um they're talking. Uh, Snagglepuss is talking about different places to go, and he says something that really struck me as a little a little. Off. Uh, Chan, I don't suppose you have a clip for me. I'm with you. Let's scurry upstairs or downstairs or in my lady's chamber even. Okay, wait a minute. Well, hold, hold right there, Snagglepuss. Hold, 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 <laughs> hold up. Hold up. You need to get out of here. You want to go upstairs. I get it. You want to mm-hmm. go downstairs. Weird. You're in a basement. Mm-hmm. You want to go to my lady's chamber with your two friends. <laughs> that I'm going to draw a line there. I'm going to draw a line there, Snagglepuss. That's not appropriate. This feels like a very specific cultural reference. I don't know what it is, but like, like if there's some like a uh, um, really popular uh, King Arthur movie where they okay. go to my lady's chambers or some such thing, I bet it was a specific film that everybody knew in 1979. Well, I hope uh, it was because if it was for some other weird ass reason, I can't even I mean, fathom. It's a lot of weird vaudeville shit. And the other part that really hits me here is the part the ghost goes to scare Huckleberry Hound. And for a moment, he doesn't react even a little bit. He just sort of turns with no expression and stares at the camera. And I'm like, oh, shit, he's too high to get scared by this ghost. And it turned out he was doing a bit. But in that moment, I actually did audibly laugh out loud when I was just like, oh, my God, he's so unbelievable because his eyes are all glazed over. I'm like, he is so (laughs) unbelievably baked that this ghost barely registers and that the delightful Willie Nelson way that Huckleberry Hound goes through life. (laughs) Bless him. Bless him. I have never thought of Huckleberry Hound as uh, just being high all the time but makes sense tracks. it scans and i actually did laugh at this line too i thought it was great yeah, yeah. he said he would and he did <laughs> i mean that shit's funny that shit was real funny i'm not gonna lie uh i but i i hate Harry's like the scared uh, vocalizations, scaring the. Look, look, Who the it's, fuck is? It's mm. it's not scary. It sounds you make to your dog. Yes, I mean, yeah. that's what it is, and, I, and it's I, not scary. I guess it's because like you don't actually want to scare children, and being a ghost is probably already going to get them kind of on edge. And if you actually had them do something scary it would freak out the kids. So you have to just do the goofiest, silliest, unscary thing, but it's irritating. How long Chan it took me to see the movie Beetlejuice. (laughs) I mean, it's delightful. It's one of the most delightful movies about fucking death that's ever existed. 
Um, but that being said, I was so terrified because when the actual scary moments happened, they decided Tim Burton and his genius, I'm going to make this legitimately scary. Mm-hmm. And so I saw enough in the TV commercials that I would have to run from the room in terror every time one came on during my Saturday morning cartoons yep. because That's- it was too scary for Ray. Not wrong. That reminds me of a uh, large Marge and uh, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Oh yeah, boy. Okay, mm-hmm. yep, that got this me. Question, that got me. <laughs> this question came up before, and it said, "What's the scariest movie you remember as a child?" And Beetlejuice is on my list, but uh, I don't know about you guys. Y'all, when you were very young, see that fucked up movie, Return to Oz? No, absolutely. I not. saw it recently. Oh my god, it's I'm horrifying. still scared of it. <laughs> oh my god you got these dudes with this like elongated arms first off that's the only scary thing you ever need to do elongate some goddamn arms you do that <laughs> i'm fucking look plastic man terrifies me i'm just gonna be straight about it right now um uh they, they, they like but they they have elongated limbs and then wheels at the end of it and they're laughing maniacally like the warriors gang and they're chasing around this little girl and there's this Oh, there's this witch woman who keeps removing her heads and has an entire closet full of goddamn heads. And there's the gump. Look, I've just pissed myself. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. And these were kids movies. This is a kids movie. We owned it on VHS and I would just like, I would have to walk around it. If, if there was a movie touching Return to Oz, I didn't want to watch it. It was too scary. Oh my God. Yeah, my mom thought this is a great children's fair. Mom, you messed me up. Now I podcast. I hope you're happy. <laughs> she must be very proud. Uh, shockingly, yes. I, I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay. Here we go. Uh, we get, we're going to get some, some attention here. Uh, okay. Oh, oh, and then... Uh, this is so stupid. Can you play when Harry is trying to scare people and he just says, la, 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 la? You can just take all this Christmas foolishness and clear out of here. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we have the origin of Cobra La. We have it. There it is. We found it. I'm telling you right now, I thought that was Serpentor for a sec. I'm, I'm proud that we found a way to bring this back to G.I. Joe. I'll always find a way. I will always find a way to bring it back to G.I. Joe. That is a guarantee. Every single time. So, okay. So, Harry scares everybody out the house, including Casper, which is a little weird. Because mm-hmm. uh, they're nominally friends. And, uh, Casper's and Casper, a self ghost. So Casper but... knows he's a ghost. He's like that that Chappelle character. <laughs> <laughs> the, 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 the uh, what was he? The, uh, 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 the Klansman who was yep. blind. Yeah. God, that sketch is stupid. Okay. Um, <laughs> Clinton Bigsby. Clinton Bigsby. Thank you. Oh, my God. What is what a dumb sketch. Okay, so um, so Harry ends up trashing the entire house. He's like, after Christmas, after couch, we'll just go double Chappelle jokes. And, yes. <laughs> and everybody runs away. And my first thought here, and I, I said it early, Harry is not wrong even a little bit. Yeah, kind of. This is his is, house. It's his house. They broke in. They pulled all his shit out that he had packed away for a reason, and they decided they were just going to have a party at his house. If he wants to rip that shit up, it's his house, and it's his shit. (laughs) And they're intruders. Wow. He is a thousand percent in the right. You could take your bear reparations. (laughs) Now now, now that I know it's bear reparations, I can't say he's right. But I feel like on paper, he's right. On paper. 
<laughs> this feels like a very dad thing to say. And uh, <laughs> I, I myself am, am trying like hell to uh, to hold those thoughts at bay. Oh, uh, as soon as you own a house, it's over. <laughs> for the record. That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> so this is when, though, we get our big Grinch moment. And Harry sees that. Remember that aforementioned what a what a what a what a letter that Casper wrote a little bit earlier and put in the stocking <laughs> for Santa. Harry's like, everyone's out for themselves at Christmas time. It's about me, me, get me stuff. And I'm like, okay, yeah, that tracks. Honestly, yeah, I get that. I want presents. I'm terrible. Okay, okay, this holds up. Yeah. He reads the note, and the note says, "Please save Harry's house." And he has his Grinch moment. Mm-hmm. He has his Grinch moment. His heart grows three sizes. He puts the entire house back together again. And there's these two mice kids who look sh- very familiar, but I have no idea what they're from. I, yeah, their names yeah. are like like Meese and Moose or some shit. I don't, yeah. I don't know. Um, they would have on. to be. Two mice. Meese's pieces. And a Barbera. Two mice. The, their names are two mice. <laughs> I love Pixie the literal Hanna-Barbera names. Pixie and Dixie. Yes. Although Pixie and Dixie, yes. If memory serves, Pixie and Dixie talk. Yes, yes they, so do. Don't they don't understand why they didn't pay someone to uh, do these voices. You're already paying Dawes Butler like $10 million to do this. I don't know why you need... <laughs> you can't afford Pixie and Dixie. That's what I'm trying to say. Uh, so they're there, and I recognize them. I'm like, I have watched cartoons with these characters. There is more to them than the Watcher from Marvel. <laughs> but here they are. And they don't talk the whole time. That's great. So the mice, there's another song. Uh, he sings his uh, his send up of the first song that Yogi and the crew were singing in the car. It's a reprise, right? Yes. And I, now I got to hear it because you talked. <laughs> it's the same goddamn song as the first time. Uh, it's totally different because he's singing it. It's the remix. The tree is green, the best I've seen. I have swept the chimney clean. Still Santa Claus can make the scene tonight. Oh, boy. It is also good that King Candy from Wreck-It Ralph uh, got more work after this. Um, death really or slows down some death. actors, but not King Candy. <laughs> you know what I appreciate about Harry? When he messed up the house, he messed it up so good that he put the cobwebs back in the house. <laughs> like, you know what? Like the, like the original <laughs> cobwebs that was up there. I did not notice that. That's fantastic. <laughs> That is, you know what, that's attention to detail that I can appreciate. Not often found in my cartoons, quite frankly. Um, he brings everybody back. Everything's good. He says, everybody, get, and for some reason, they're outside in the snow. And I guess if you are outside in the snow and it's a blizzard and you're just out there terrified of a ghost, where else are you going to go? Albertson's is closed at this point. Mm-hmm. Yes. So they, they got, that's, a, that's a trick. Albertson's always open. They love you. Um, <laughs> Uh, so they head back to the house and look inside the window like weirdos. Um, <laughs> they get invited back inside by the ghost. It turns out Santa's coming. Now, they cleaned the chimney for his ass. Where does Santa enter from, everybody? The door. The, door. the front door to the house. Santa, we got up in that chimney. We cleaned it so you could come in through the chimney. <laughs> And yo, bitch ass, Santa coming in through the that. front door? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the, the dude is bringing gifts. Like, they did not provide gifts of their own on Christmas. They did like, not. adults 
they're waiting for Santa to show up in the middle of goddamn nowhere without telling them where they've gone to. Good point. And he thinks that they're at the lodge. They end up at a fucking condemned house. <laughs> um, like, you know what? Santa goes in where the fuck he wants. He wants to You're go in the wrong. back door. You let him and you say thank oh. you. Oh, dear. Chad just took that somewhere. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. I mean, you're not wrong either. Um. Okay, so the point is, uh, he brings in gifts. Now, these gifts, I'm sorry. These gifts are a little sus. Yeah. Go over some of these the gifts because Stagopus gets uh, a leotard. Stagopus does not Check wear up. leotards. Uh, uh, are you sure about that? Because it's the yeah, same color as his out. air quote skin. Mm. Look, Jen, you can buy me some pale ass leotard. <laughs> that don't mean that, oh, it's my same skin color. Milky white. I'm just saying, maybe if you wore leotards, Joey Rivera's veins wouldn't show up quite so much and people wouldn't give you the, they wouldn't give you that look when you go down to uh, the store to buy some tamales. Chan, that's hurtful. I know. <laughs> it's the truth. And the Jen, truth again, often hurts. I told you that in confidence. <laughs> Everybody can see your varicose veins, Ray. Very specific with that tamale house ref, but... <laughs> I, mean, I feel like anybody who says heaven is the Mercatroy is probably wearing a leotard. You know what? That's you know what? That's, you know, you know yeah. what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I take it all back. That's completely correct. <laughs> also, but you buy the horse some spurs. That feels like kind of a dick gift. Yeah. I mean, he... He wears spurs. He is wearing the tools of his oppressor, which is weird, but that's his gig, man. Yeah, that's don't, crazy. Don't and he carries a gun, so he shouldn't yeah, be yeah. oppressed. <laughs> <laughs> is, so he's basically Django Unchained. That's what I'm kidding about. <laughs> I, I'm seeing all these characters in a whole new light that I could have never conceived of before. Uh, I don't know. You forgot that Huckleberry Hound got a. Uh, uh, oh no! Was it Huckleberry? Or was it uh, Huckleberry Hound? One uh, Yogi got a hat. Huckleberry Hound got a fishing pole that yeah, looks like just a big piece of wood, like like one you'd give to a kid that can't actually catch fish. Who got the instant camera or the instant the instant camera? Um, the instant camera was that the father? That was the that was that was doggy style. Okay, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> oh, Siri, was... stop, stop! No, don't, God, don't order another. No. Well, at least I'll have someone to talk to now. Yeah. There you go. Each other. Um, okay. So, and the final gift of all is Santa has a gift for Harry, uh, and and Harry's hiding. It's just like it's like Harry. Everything's everything's happening that we said was good, and you're hiding like a weirdo. He comes out. Santa gives him a box, and he's like, "This box is empty." He's like, "Open the box, dumb dumb." He opens <laughs> it up, and somehow Santa has transferred the deed to the house to the inside wrapping of this box. Which is a little weird. You could have just, you know, given him a, a manila envelope. Yeah. yeah. Um, but now that he has the deed, does he have to pay taxes? That was the one question that I had. Uh, it's all a question. Yeah. This is Did a you just force Harry, uh, Harry Scary into servitude to the state by way of property <laughs> tax? Santa, <laughs> like, he had a good gig going. I don't it, know. It seems like that would be the sort of thing that he would have hung himself in the first place for, like oh, unable to pay, you know, oh. uh, property taxes. You know what? So. Now, I, now I see why he was hiding. Yeah. This is a sad tale. But then Santa, in a crazy balls moment, reaches out the window and uses magic to vaporize the bulldozer. <laughs> what is happening in this cartoon? This is some James Gavsey on who would win stuff. 
Yes. Sad it must have heard the episodes. <laughs> and and he renames it. Uh, he has a big, what, neon sign now on top of this dilapidated house that says uh, Harry's Haunting Lodge. And Harry says, I have decreed all of you celebrity characters will now come to my house on Christmas Eve every single year. Yeah, that's weird. And to- I could, yeah, I could totally see all the other characters being like, oh, yeah, Harry, we're totally, yeah, we're totally coming back, man. This is, <laughs> this is real. It's a real thing that is really going to happen next year yeah. and every year afterwards. It's like when your mom tells you, like, oh, yes, you're coming home uh, every year with your drunk-ass uncle. Um, <laughs> like, th- thanks. That's, boy, that feels real good. Really looking forward to that every that year. Is, look, I don't know you guys uh, with with the family and the holidays, but uh, I'm mine is fine, you know, uh, we it's fine, you know, uh, uh, but people that have like contentious relationships with family members, their parents, what have you, I, I understand like the societal need to have this holiday thing going on, but why do you do that to yourself? If you really hate these people and can't get along with them and you know in advance you're going to leave early and it's going to be, it's going to go poorly, why do it at all? I, that's, that's the thing. I, I know people who do it, and then they end up like leaving, stomping out like at 7 p.m. and getting a hotel down the street or something. And I'm just like, you, you know this is what's going to happen. Why do it? That's a yeah. solid point. I have a retort. I don't hate my family. I just don't want to see them. <laughs> that's fine. There you I, go. And Delvin, that's probably... Enough. Is that why you moved to Florida? Is that what's going on right now? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've seen you enough. Like, this, like I've like seen I, you for 20-something odd years. We've, we've spent <laughs> enough time together. <laughs> I, no problem with my family. Sure, you know, there are some that say unfortunate things around the dinner table. I mean, that's going to happen. And, you, you know, you do your best to call them out without ruining Christmas. But I don't spend Christmas with them because I'm old enough to choose not to anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Maybe I'm crazy. I don't know. Like, you know, we 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 don't go to family for these holidays typically anymore. We invite people we like to just come by for these things, such as Thanksgiving or Christmas or 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 whatever. Saturday. What. Saturday can be a holiday. <laughs> I moved to Los Angeles, started doing like orphan Thanksgiving and orphan Christmas, and never looked back. Like this is awesome. Uh it's no need to do any of the other stuff. Because and here's the deal: like if somebody pisses you off, or somebody brings like that one guy, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, who won't who 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 gets naked in the hot tub, you know, and nobody else is doing that. Like, dude, what are you doing? Yep. Um, could be anybody. Um, <laughs> but you can literally at any point, at any point, you can just get up and leave. It's <laughs> like you don't owe anything to these people. <laughs> you know, and to be fair, the only excuse you need is ah. I'm just, uh, uh, it's a lot socially for me, so I'm just going to go. And no one in L.A. will be confused. They'll all be like, I get it. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> I mean, I'll just say this. Uh, get it out now, Ray, because once Gina comes back, all of this bullshit you're talking about, non-traditional Christmases, she's going to tear you a new one. Why do you think yep. I'm talking about it now, Chan? What are you talking about? <laughs> to be fair, by the time Gina comes back, we won't be doing Christmas specials anymore. <laughs> We had this great plan for all of December. And of course, no fault of her own, obviously, and no fault of anybody yeah. else's because we did have to rearrange things a few times. You yeah. saw fans of this show. We missed an episode. Uh, I really feel like this has been a very laid back episode of this show. Like we're just <laughs> in front of a fire with a snifter of, uh, of bourbon <laughs> and we're just, and we're just 
with hanging out with Nick Offerman, just sitting there in silence, just just drinking and looking forward. You know, like, I mean, that's this, this episode. This is how my three dads started. <laughs> we were like, wait a minute, you can just do an episode where you're just like chill. <laughs> what you the know, fuck? I mean, that's as chill as I get. I feel like this is the chillest I've ever been on this show. <laughs> This uh, probably, like the probably because episode. I'm sitting so far away from the microphone has forced me into a relaxed pose as opposed to a lean forward pose that I'm normally in. <laughs> Someday I, we'll fix the gain on that microphone. Uh, Someday. Posture is important, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> <laughs> um, but anyway, that's the episode. Uh, Christmas is forgiving. Oh, there's a whole great joke at the end where uh, San- uh, a hairy scare Santa's reindeer and they fly away all upset. And he goes, oh, no. Do you think Santa's going to get mad at me? And and Casper turns to him and legit, legit line that says, I think it'll be okay because Christmas is forgiving. You know what? That's right. yeah, that is solid right. wordplay. I did not laugh at it, but I can no. I can do one of those that was very good. Yeah. I agree. It's the LA the LA comedy audience, that yep. was clever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was a well constructed joke. I understood it. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. Well, any final thoughts on Christmas from y'all? This is, of course, uh, uh, going to air like right before Christmas drops. And this is our official Christmas finale. We're, until we finish G.I. Joe Extreme Season 1, we're not actually done with this season of the show. <laughs> uh, uh, I don't care how long it takes us. We will eventually get there. We'll never finish this goddamn show <laughs> if I have anything to say about it. Chan, will it's not crazy. get done. See, this is a duality of Chan. He says, we'll never finish this show if I have anything to do with it. And then in the next line out of his mouth, he'll be like, when are we going to be done with this shit? What is this <laughs> bullshit? My God, it's interminable. Uh, we have so much more G.I. Joe to watch. It's it's <laughs> frankly upsetting. <laughs> I should have never pulled back that wallpaper <laughs> to reveal worse wallpaper behind it. Uh, anyway, Delvin, what are your final thoughts on Christmas? Christmas good. This cartoon, not so much. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair. Chan, uh, uh, final thoughts on Casper yeah. and this Christmas special? <laughs> I mean, uh, uh, <laughs> it honestly wasn't uh, the worst thing that we've watched, and I definitely don't think it should go on any sort of, like, weirdest uh, list. Yeah, that's, it's, that's strange. It's not good, but it's very much of its time. 1979, let's do an all-star episode of, you know, Hanna-Barbera, because we have the IP. Um throw Casper in there for some friggin' reason and you know learn to uh, teach somebody the spirit of Christmas this is all very normal ordinary stuff I mean I'm gonna come down on you the same way I did with Gina like you thought you were bringing in some shit and it was not it does not it does not hold up look look I'm gonna defend this for just a moment because I looked up a list on the Googles I just found out what this is it's a very big number Mm. and on this number Existed a, a, a an article that said seven weirdest Christmas animated specials, and this was on. It was th- between this and Ziggy. I was. It was either this or Ziggy's Christmas. And I really, after BC's Christmas last year, I couldn't do another funny papers to us. At least not without Gina here. <laughs> that would have been terrible. Um, and yes, would have filled the priestess much better. But also, yeah, it would have been terrible, and it would have. Hurt I would. I lot, just. So. I don't want that suffering to exist without Gina a part of it. Is that is that the softy in me or the the son of a bitch in me speaking? I don't know. A little from column but, A, a little from column B. Probably true. <laughs> um, so, but I said this. I said, look, Casper is shit. Um, that is accurate. <laughs> 
It's on this list. This is probably right. And to be fair, this is right up our alley. This is exactly what kind of thing we watch on this show. And it's 1979, so it's one year off the premise of the entire show. That's good (laughs) enough. It's not super president. What are you going to (laughs) do? I guess just wish everybody a a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Uh, A fantastic Kwanzaa and a marvelous Hanukkah and a a decent Diwali and... uh, you know, and for all the atheists out there, enjoy your Saturday. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I owe Saturnalia. There we go. No, no, no. That place closed, unfortunately. Sharna shut it down. <laughs> Man, he's just shutting everything down. Isn't everything he? got shut down. Lisa That's Lisa a joke for five up. people total, and none of them are listening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> got better things to do for Christmas. Oh, I, I, if I could end this season on a Sharna joke, I'm going to go for it every single time. Uh, uh, Delvin Cox, you've been delightful. Thank you so much for stepping in last minute and joining us on the show. Uh, my least favorite who would win judge of all time. Um, <laughs> and you even let, you even uh, uh, let me win last time. So I don't understand. The rage is still there. I think it's a vision. I really wanted that Samus battle. I don't know what to tell you, uh, Delvin. You, you blew you it for got, me. You end up winning the bigger battle. I did, but I prefer to win all the battles. Let's just get it straight. <laughs> can't, can't win a ball, champ. I mean, it's fair enough. We'll see you soon enough, probably, unfortunately, I think, on that show as well. But, Delvin, uh, tell the people at home where they can find you and your delightful uh, 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 program. You can find me on Twitter at Delvin underscore Cox. And check out the Delvin Cox experience anywhere you get podcasts. I love it. There it is right there. And uh, any social media they can find you? Did you say that? Yeah, uh, Twitter, Delvin underscore Cox. There you go. So go to all those things and see the thing. I got distracted for a second, completely phased out your station. <laughs> Look, it's late. I mean, it, gosh, Delvin, it's like 930 right here right now. It is so late. It's so late right now. You can't relate. I know. It's only 1234 a.m. here. Oh, my goodness. In well, that Miami. That's like that's like four in the afternoon. To be, yeah. I was just about to say, yeah, your night's just about to get about yeah. to get started. You're still pre gaming. What are we talking about? Yeah, Listen, I've heard songs. Thirty. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Oh my goodness, uh, Robert Clark Chan. Anything you want to pitch? Eh. You should check out the Who Would Win show and the aforementioned My Three Dads show. Me, Robert Clark Chan, and Marshall Givens in a more laid back show than this one, maybe. Maybe. And A Doubleback, which I love a lot. Oh, well, thank A Doubleback is a show Delvin Cox lists. I know Delvin Cox, he listens to all the shows. Yes. Uh and and I'll, I'll be I'll I'll say it so Robert Clark Chan doesn't have to. Why, Delvin? Why? <laughs> Chan hates all our shows. <laughs> that is a no, good point. I'm gonna tell I'm gonna tell the truth right now, because we're here. <laughs> Robert Clark Chan hits me up. After a recent uh, Knowing Is Half the Podcast, one of the last two or three episodes that we did, and he hits me up on the side and he goes, Ray, I actually listened to our show for the first time in a a very long time. It's a pretty good show. (laughs) Because normally every single week, Chan's like, I don't know why anybody listens to this shit. And then he actually listens to it. He's like, you know what? These are pretty funny people. We're, we're interacting well together. This is a show I would actually listen to. And I'm like, Jan, I've been trying to tell you this for goddamn five seasons of this show. Start believing, Chan. It's Christmas. No. Start believing. No, I still don't believe it. 
I'm like, God damn it. I'm a fucking Yogi Bear. I'm like, no, no, it's not a thing. Oh my God. Anyway, anyway, those are all the things. You can also hit us up Facebook.com slash knowing is half the podcast or Patreon.com slash knowing is half the podcast. You can hit us up on Twitter at GI Joe Podcast. Talk to us. Uh, go through the old uh, episodes. Have fun. It's Christmas time. We're all laid back. I got a cat on me as I'm recording from inside the house. Uh, the way I'm inside the house. I think that's why. In the garage, it's so cold or so overheated. The energy is just different. I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> anyway, you can just imagine G.I. Joe podcast or individually. I am at Almighty Ray. At 999 RPMs. Or, of course, at, at Delvin. Under- at G- if that's- <laughs> oh, God. Gina's a ghost and she's haunting our podcast. <laughs> Which would make sense if you think about it. It really would. Have a great Christmas, everybody. Thank you so much for being a part. We will finish season five at some point. <laughs> One day. <laughs> One day. Oh, gosh, willing. I got to find out what happens. It's been like a month. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Grown ups don't understand what children love him the most. But kids all already loves them so. As for the friendly goal. Hi, I'm Kevin Goatee. Hey, I'm Kevin Israel. We host Gutting the Sacred Cow, the best and most unique movie debate podcast out there. Why? Because we invite our guests to pick a film that they find overrated or hate and try to convince us to see their argument. They must pick a film that is a financial success, widely beloved, or critically acclaimed. That's right. Some of the films our guests have tried to eviscerate, Raiders of the Lost Ark, Pulp Fiction, Ghostbusters? You can find us on all podcast platforms like Apple, Google, Spotify, and more. And if you want to watch our smiling faces, we're also on YouTube. Guttingthesacredcow.com is where you find all of our information. And we look forward to our guests infuriating you when they attack your favorite films. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Remember to use code CHAMPION and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet, place your money line, prop, or parlay bets with the king of sportsbooks today. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotion, promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.